Well, good morning and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast and the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast. Today's episode is proudly sponsored and supported by FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals. Today, I'm super excited to be speaking to Dr. Isabel, MD, Doctor on a Mission. Good morning, Isabel. Hello, Mel. How are you doing today? I'm very, very well. <laughs> cold, but very well. Yes, me too. I'm cold here in New Zealand. Oh, winter. It is, and the snow will be upon us soon, and we'll be able to get outside and enjoy it, I hope. <laughs> yes. Now, let's, let's get our podcast underway today. So first of all, first of all, the most important thing is I want you to tell the audience who is Dr. Isabel MD, Doctor on a Mission. Well, I am 61 years young, a medical doctor who moved from New, from America in 2020 to New Zealand because I was really unhappy with the healthcare system in America. So I thought, okay, I'll come to New Zealand where I love the accent, I want the girls to get our accent, and so my husband found a job for us in New Zealand. And I started practicing medicine and I really was very unhappy practicing medicine in New Zealand because it was, you know, we don't have a healthcare system now. We've got disease management, not only in New Zealand, but in Australia. And so I went ahead and started learning and educating myself in functional medicine, which a lot of people know it as integrative medicine or holistic medicine. So now I am doctor on a mission, helping prevent and reverse disease and giving people hope and doing this through telemedicine on Dr. On a Mission. Wow, that's pretty exciting. I'm most impressed that you moved in 2020 throughout the, the pandemic from the USA. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, 20, 2000. Did I say 2020? You I'm sorry, did? 2000. That's okay, because I was going to say I am super impressed, Isabel. I was just like, really, 2020? But anyway, let's move on from that. So let's just talk about, now you're talking about you're working in the functional medicine area, which is something that is quite specialized and is quite needed in our industry. And you're right, both the medical you know, systems, both here in Australia and in, in New Zealand, are under severe strain and the pandemic hasn't helped either. Most people you know, didn't go and see their doctor throughout the pandemic. And once we were open, people were rushing in to see their GP. And now what's happened is, you know, the hospitals are overrun with patients. You know, people have got cancer and all of those other things that have happened. So we've got a lot of strain happening in both both countries with our medical care systems. But what I want to ask you about is now you and I were talking offline before. And we were talking about women's health. We were talking about the importance of exercise. Now, you've gone through your own personal experience, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, this morning. Now, your experience started to happen in your 50s, is that right? Yes. Um, I'll just, if I may, just go ahead and tell a little bit about my story. Is that Absolutely. Great. Well, what I found is, so just to clarify, yes, we moved in 2000, <laughs> not 2020. But what I found is I was really unhappy with private practice. So in 2013, I found myself not only as a medical doctor and a wife and a mom of two beautiful daughters, but now an entrepreneur because I started Doctor on a Mission. And I had never been an entrepreneur. And 
also at the time in 2013, I was in a transition period of perimenopause and menopause. And that simply is where we start having hot flashes and we're not sleeping well and we start gaining weight and we don't really know what's going on. And even as a medical doctor, I didn't know what was going on. And I felt overwhelmed and I felt like I had too much on my plate. I felt hopeless. And I went through a period of 17 nights, only sleeping two to three hours during that time. And I tried to take my life twice in three days. And that was really a scary place because I had never hit. I'd always taken care of patients in that place, but I personally had never been taken care of in that place. And so what happened was I got help and I decided to go on a five-year journey of figuring out, okay, my doctor has said to me that I'm going to be on vitamin Prozac for the rest of my life because I need it. And I know deep down inside that there's more to figuring this out. There's got to be more to figuring out anxiety and depression. And so I spent a lot of money and I went through a lot of painful mistakes. And now I'm off medication and I know how to stop myself and others from going into anxiety and depression into that deep dark pit i'm peaceful and i'm helping women overcome anxiety and depression naturally how i did it and how they can too because so many people now do not know that they can prevent this that there's so much that they can do and so that's what me and my husband are doing right now is helping women overcome anxiety and depression and one of the pillars that we focus on is exercise. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you about this topic. So, Isabel, let me ask you something. Did you, just so the audience understands a little bit better, did you not exercise before 2013? Not that much, no. I didn't really take it seriously. So you're a doctor. Why didn't you take it seriously? I don't know. Something just happened to me in my, when I was in my late 40s and 50s. I just really wasn't taking good care of myself. And exercise, like I didn't have time for exercise. And I know then that my body fat was 30%. And, you know, I thought, eh, I'm okay. I'll be fine. But I wasn't fine. Do you think that a lot of women just say to themselves, Oh, I'm putting on weight because I'm getting older and I'm going through menopause and they stop exercising, say, every every day or every second day to just once or twice a week. Do you think that they, they use it as an excuse, that getting older is an excuse to not do something, yet it's so, so important? I don't think so. I know so because I did it and... I've, Bella, I've taken care of over a half a million patients and I hear a lot of that. I don't have time. It's okay. I'm just getting old, blah, 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 blah. Because I would think, uh, you know, I'm 55. I would think as a woman whose kids have now moved out of home, they're married and I'm, and I'm a grandmother, that these are 
exciting years ahead of me. You know, I've yes. married and I've had my kids and they were exciting too. But now I'm in a new phase where I get to um, go out and do all those things that maybe I couldn't have done with children. I get to go on holidays with my husband. And I can't understand. I really struggle as a female why other women don't want to keep themselves fit and healthy to go out and do all of those things. And saying that they don't have enough time, personally for me, I, I just I struggle when I hear that I don't have time. When you were saying to yourself that you didn't have time, how did you make time? Uh, well, I wanted to get better. I just, I, do you know, are you familiar with the uh, personalities, choleric? Not really, no. Oh, well, I've got the personality of like, I am going to figure this out and I'm going to get better. So I just made up my mind that I was going to figure out how to get better. And one of the ways was to take better care of myself with exercise. So I just had a made up mind to win. And, you know, about, like I said, I'm 61. I love our age because our age is the time we're really blossoming. And so we need our health. We need to be in our best health because we're just becoming our best now. So let's, all right, let's go a little bit deeper on this. Anxiety and depression, what's the difference? Anxiety, well, they kind of blend in together. Anxiety is when you, your heart starts palpating, your hands sweat, um, you, your, your mind just goes round and round in a circle, and you don't see your way out. And depression is just being in a dark pit. And they can mix together. Actually, anxiety can help you drop into the dark pit. So how did you recognize the signs that this was happening to you? So if there's a, a lady out there now who's listening just going, oh, I'm just struggling because I've got too much to do and I can't go to the gym, when in fact she could be suffering from anxiety or she could be on her way to suffering from depression, what are some of the signs that she can sort of go, right, that's happening to me, I need to grab a hold of this and do something about it? Sure. One of the ways is, one of the tip-offs is you stop taking care of yourself. That's like one of the biggest goalposts, goalposts for women. They stop taking care of themselves. Another is they're not sleeping well because they're constantly thinking, oh, you know, oh, this is happening, oh, Johnny's going through this, and they're not sleeping well, which makes them go into depression. Um, not wanting to have sex with their husbands is one of the signs or partners because you just don't feel like it. And also that's got a lot to do with your hormones too. Um, not uh, not feeling happy in the medical term, it's called anhedonia. And all that means is you just cannot find any pleasure in anything. And then you start doing silly things to make yourself happy, like gambling, overspending, overeating, drinking too much alcohol, those types of things. Do you think men go through this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But they're just so quiet. They hold their cards so close to their chest. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and there's not enough. Uh, there's not enough resources and tools for men to access, but that's that's another podcast yeah. altogether, <laughs> yeah. as you and I both know. Let's talk about how can women – first of all, let's take some steps. Women are in menopause. I want you to explain to our audience uh, 
What are some of the resources and some of the steps that they can take to go through menopause successfully? Well, one of the ways is exercising. It's taking good care of yourself by exercising, which we'll discuss the benefits of that. Or shall I just go into that now? Absolutely. Go for it, Isabel. Okay. So exercise. One of the ways that I learned how to take care of myself better during menopause and with my depression that I experienced and I help other women is realizing that you've got two types of exercise. One is aerobic or Mel, do you call it high intensity now or do you call it aerobic exercise? I still call it aerobic. <laughs> okay. And it's, aerobic is just essentially getting your heart rate up. And I want to share with everybody because I like casting vision about where we're going with this about aerobic exercise. The reason I'm so intense about exercising is because if we exercise, we actually improve our thinking, improve our brain. And we can we now know that anxiety and depression can lead to Alzheimer's. So I want to kind of scare people into exercising because you don't want to get Alzheimer's. You can actually prevent yourself from getting Alzheimer's. And one of the ways is by exercising. And we exercise aerobically because it increases this this hormone in your brain that is like brain fertilizer so that you've got brain connections going on. And the, the hormone that's, that's caused when you walk at, or exercise really, you know, you're, you've got your heart rate up. It's called BDNF. Don't worry, I'm not going to test you on it. But <laughs> BDNF stands for brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's brain fertilizer for the brain connections. And you can get that simply by walking as if you are late for an appointment for 30 minutes like huffing really fast. Another benefit of aerobic exercise is it cleans out your brain. Your brain has a toilet system called the glymphatic system. And all that does is it helps clean out your brain from toxins. So I love aerobic exercise because one, it makes you feel good, but two, it's helping your brain clean out and prevent Alzheimer's or cognitive decline. And then you've also got your strength training, which is your resistance training. Is that what you call it, Mel? Yeah, we do. Yep. Yeah. And so strength training does a lot of beautiful things. Um, have you seen, I don't know, do you have a mother or a grandmother, yep, Mel? Yep. Yeah. If you notice older women, they start losing muscle. And we need muscle for a lot of things. One is to keep ourselves strong and moving and independent. So strength training helps prevent loss of muscle or the medical term is called sarcopenia. And sarco is just muscle and penia is less. So less muscle, sarcopenia. And it also helps prevent osteopenia and osteo is bone. So strength training puts pressure on your bones so that you are not losing bone. And why don't we want to lose bone? Well, because we don't want to break bones. We don't want to fracture bones, right? Like who's got time to have a fractured hip? True. I don't have time because the weight, the healing time is forever. And then strength training also helps improve balance, and it also allows us to uh, live independently. Like, who doesn't want to live independently into their 70s, 80s, and 90s, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who wants to be the last person on the back of the bus that everybody's waiting for? Right. That's so true. We've got to start thinking, you know, the training starts now, not when the symptoms start happening. And when we're in our late 40s and 50s and 60s, this is beautiful time to help and prevent all those complications later on. And one more thing about strength training is it creates strong legs and a strong legs equal a strong brain. And a strong brain helps you prevent depression and anxiety. I like that, Isabel. Strong legs creates a strong brain and that in return deflects it away from you suffering from depression. I like that. See, this is a type of education that needs to go out into social media, that needs to go out into to magazines and, you know, um, we need to have TV commercials on this type of education instead of looking at stuff that's um, irrelevant, you know, like lose 25 kilos in two weeks by by eating a 1,000 or a 1,200 calorie, a 1,200 calorie, you know, diet a day. This is a type of education that needs to go out there. We need to see more of it. Let me ask you something. Okay, so you've got the aerobic training happening. You've got the tr strength training happening. What did you do personally with your diet? With my diet? Well, can I just give you one more benefit of exercise? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wait, but wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> so overall, exercise increases your endorphins, and your endorphins is your happy hormone. So... You know, like, why not be happy? Why not be happier? Don't you think the world needs more happy people? The world definitely needs more <laughs> happy people. And I have to say, if there's any of the female members right now from my club listening to this podcast, you all look a lot happier when you leave from doing a class as opposed to when you come in. So I want to see you all at the next class. But I know but I know the ladies out there, Isabel, really want to know when you're hitting that 45, 50 mark, they're yeah. going to the gym, they're doing the strength training. You as a doctor... Can you give them some resources and tips when it comes to food? Mm, absolutely. Because you can't out-train a bad diet, right, Mel? True. <laughs> How many people do you and I know that go to the gym and then they eat terrible? Yeah, and usually their excuse is, oh, well, I'm at that age now. I'm at that age now. Like, do you wake up one morning and go, I'm going to destroy the last 50 years of my life and start doubling my calorie intake? It's okay to go out and have a treat. Yes, I've got a sweet tooth. I'll, I'll say that right now. I mean, I'll fight you to the death over the Allen's lollies. But I think you also know right from wrong and you know when you're putting something in your mouth that you've done it too many times. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that the world is carbohydrate overload and yep. that's what's turning so many people into fat round human beings <laughs> that's as gentle as i can say but that. it's true though because our obesity rates are climbing i mean they're the highest that they've ever been yet we have more gym facilities opening than we've ever had before yes because people think that they can just go to the gym and work out and then eat whatever they want yeah, it and that like is that. <laughs> a real big lie yeah, yeah. So, so what, one of the things that I, I educate people on, and my husband, who's a culinary nutrition expert, Chef Michael, he was trained 
professionally as a as a chef by the uh, European chefs in San Francisco um, Culinary Academy. But then he saw what we, what I was doing. He was like, "Okay, you need help." So he's become a nutrition expert. And one of the things that he does is he teaches people how to eat correctly, and that is the right macronutrients. And what's a macronutrient? There's three macronutrients: carbohydrate, protein, and fat. And you want to make sure that you've got a balance of carbohydrate, protein, and fat with each meal. And you don't need to be eating every two to three hours. That's, that is just not the way to be going, especially in our late 40s, 50s, and 60s. We don't need to be eating so many meals. We can eat two meals, maybe three, and then that should be done. And just have a good balance of good carbohydrates. So what's a good carbohydrate? A good carbohydrate is nothing that comes in a box, a package, a sachet. Okay? <laughs> a good carbohydrate are like dark green leafy vegetables, um, low GI fruit, that's low glycemic fruit, like for instance, your dark berries, all the berries, the strawberries, blueberries, boysenberries. Um you can also have, uh, let me see, what other, um, and then for carbohydrates, if you're going to have any kind of sweetness, then um, just like a teaspoon of honey is all the sugar you need, okay? Because people are just eating way too many carbohydrates. We like to keep people at 60 to 80 grams of carbohydrates a day, maximum. And then for protein, all the good proteins, you know, like your grass-fed beef, your chicken, your um, organic eggs, or your grass-fed uh, free-range eggs, your lamb, your good fish. And the fish that we want to stay close to are called the smash fish. And I'll go ahead and share what that means. But your smash fish have less mercury. And remember... We're casting vision into the future, and we don't want Alzheimer's, too. We know that any fish outside of the smash fish have high mercury levels, so we want to stay close to eating the smash fish, which are salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring. Ugh, I can't stand here. I cannot I love here. salmon, though, Isabel. I love salmon. Yes, well, good for you. You get a sticker for eating the right awesome. fish. Awesome. <laughs> the smash fish. And then, um, let me see. Oh, and then you got your good fats. So your good fats are your like your coconut oil, your MCT oil, your extra virgin olive oil. You want to stay away from the seed oils, which is, which is like your canola, your uh, sunflower, your... Oh, there's so much. There's so many seed oils out there. So you want to stay away from the seed oils and just stick with the good oils, which is your uh, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, your or avocados, um, butter, or ghee if you want to stay away from dairy. And the reason you want to eat your macronutrients, all your good carbohydrate, your good protein, and your good fat, all together at each meal is because it keeps your insulin levels nice and level. And if you've got your insulin levels nice and level, your blood sugars are going to be nice and level. And if I had three plates right in front of you, if we have balanced plate equals balanced blood sugars equals balanced mood. 
And that, that's why it's so important to eat correctly with each meal. So tell me, Isabel, give, yes. us, an give us an example of your, your food diary yesterday. Okay. Um, so yesterday, I for breakfast, I woke up um, and I had organic coffee beans. Uh, I blended that up. I make it for my husband and I. And I had a, a French press coffee and I put a tablespoon of MCT oil in it. And then um, I went ahead and worked out because I, gosh, anyway, I won't go into that part. But I, so then I, and then after I did some reading and stuff, I went ahead and worked out. And then for breakfast, I had a bowl of what I call granola, but it's not granola. It's really seeds. It's your, your uh, hemp seed. It's a porridge that I make. It's hemp seed, sunflowers, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, and, I, and some chia seeds. And I let that soak overnight and, in some water. And then I pour it in over some uh, homemade coconut milk and then some grated uh, coconut flakes. And then I put in a tablespoon of honey in that. And I mix that up and I warm that all up and ate that. And then for my protein, because that does have some protein, but I also need to make sure I get my correct protein. So I had two uh, grass-fed eggs, free-range eggs, hard-boiled eggs. And then I made sure I drank all my water because water, water, water is very important too, right? Yep. And then for dinner, I had um, dark green leafy vegetables and my husband made some uh, drummies, some drumsticks, chicken drumsticks, and with some sauerkraut. No, he made kimchi. I had some kimchi. And then for dessert, I had some, this is very boring, but this is what I have all the time for my dessert, is uh, thawed out blueberries, organic blueberries, with some uh, quarter teaspoon of cinnamon. And then I mix that up with a teaspoon of honey, and I mix that all up, and that's my dessert. <laughs> and water, water, water. And water, water, water. So, Isabel, do you and Michael have a cookbook? No, we don't. Not yet. We will someday. Michael will. You have to definitely, I think you should do a, yeah, say say 10, 10 to 15 recipes and maybe launch an ebook for women, you know, 35 to 40 plus. Okay. Thank you. Great business idea. I think that would be really, that would be excellent because there would be lots and lots of women who would definitely download that. Okay, we've had a, we've had a pretty good chat. So we've spoken about how exercise was extremely important in your recovery when you got into your fifties and you sort of started to hit that menopause time of your life, anxiety and depression. We've spoken about uh, food, the types of food, and you gave us a great example there. I know that that'll help a lot of ladies. And we also spoke about the importance of aerobic exercise and strength training. Um, is there anything else that you think that our female audience needs to know? Yes, two things, breast cancer and body fat and alcohol. So, you know, body fat is so important. I mean, getting your, your, your um, uh, body composition red is so important. And, and women's study has shown that women whose body fat is over 25% body fat have a higher rate of breast cancer. Mel? 
Wow. I know. Do you do body composition? We do. It? Yeah, we yeah. have a we have an evolved body scanner, uh, Isabella. And the the sad part about it is that the scanner's great. Don't get me wrong, but I find that more younger people under thirty want to use the scanner as opposed to people over thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, I recommend a prescription for all you beautiful ladies out there that are going to live a long, healthy, happy life. I recommend that after the age of 40, you start tracking your body fat and you keep it less than 25%. And another thing to prevent breast cancer is alcohol. We drink way too much alcohol as women. And so we now know that anything more than one bottle of wine, and of course I'm going to recommend red organic wine, any, any more than one bottle per week increases our risk of breast cancer. Wow. And a lot of women, I've asked women, how many glasses of wine are there in a bottle? And they've, they've actually been honest and said three. Well, there's actually seven glasses of wine in a bottle of, of any kind of wine. So just stick to less than one bottle a week of red wine, organic preferably, because there's so many pesticides and chemicals used in all the other wines. Isabel, what's your biggest learning from this period in your life? We are we need to learn to be the CEO of our health. We've got to be the CEO of our health. And people have a doctor inside of them and they just need help getting in tune with them because they can stay healthy. Now, I know that you're working with a lot of women globally, helping women get their lives back on track. Where is the best place for them to get in touch with Dr. Isabel? Doctor, well, they can go to the website. This will all be in the show notes, but in, they can go to the website. Our website, our main website is doctoronamission.com, and that's D-O-C-T-O-R, on a mission.com and then we also have a free and private Facebook group called the bossy brain solution for to help women overcome anxiety and depression naturally how I did it and how they can too now you heard that Isabel has a closed Facebook group page then I highly recommend that you all jump on there and just have a look and I love the fact that you know she's helping women through anxiety and depression because in the fitness industry we do see a lot of people join clubs purely based on the fact that that's what's happening in their life and they've been told or they've been given the prescription to come in and join the club and to exercise to try and create more positivity moving forward for them. But you also heard us talk about today that diet plays a very important role in achieving everything that you're setting out to achieve. So as you've heard Isabel say, it's not just about the exercise, it's not just about the strength training, it's also about what you put in your mouth. Now, Isabel, I've had a great time speaking to you this afternoon and would probably speak to you a lot longer on lots of different things because offline we were chatting about women's leadership and all of those great things that are happening in both the medical industry and the fitness business industry. But we're probably going to have to leave that for another podcast. That's okay. And I'd love to have you on my podcast too for the MD and Chef team. I, I love your company and I love your accent. 
<laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I encourage you to always remain unstoppable, Mel. And I encourage your audience to remain unstoppable. Never give up chasing it down and oh. winning. We, we will win, Isabel. We will win. Absolutely. With people like yourself and I out there helping women, we will win. I don't doubt that. So this today, this afternoon, I have spoken to Dr. Isabel MD, Doctor on a Mission, and I love that tagline, Doctor on a Mission. I will be dropping all of Isabel's details in the bottom of our podcast. That includes her web ad, website address, her email address, and also the link to her closed Facebook page. And hopefully, perhaps on the next podcast, we might be able to drag Michael across and he can give us a few more hints on nutrition. Great idea, Mel. Thanks, everybody, for joining me this afternoon on the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast and the Women's Leaders Fitness Business Podcast, sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals. Mm-hmm.